Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Ben and this is the Smoking Hot Confessions Podcast. Hey family, I hope you're well wherever you are and you got that thin blue smoke rolling. This is episode 13 of season 5. This season covers the 2019 Australian Competitive Barbecue Circuit and includes recordings from some of the biggest and best festivals from all over this beautiful wide brown land of ours. In short, I'm going to be spending the year flying, driving, eating, walking and talking my way around Australia and I'm bringing you along for the ride. 2019 is winding down, which means it's the perfect time of year for me to head across the WA for the Smoking in the Valley Charity Barbecue Competition put on by the Mondo Community Warriors. This year, the funds raised were going directly to Lifeline, who do some incredible work over there, helping out the most vulnerable people in our community. It was, however, one of the hottest spring days ever at just over 40 degrees, and the total fire ban really threatened to throw a spanner in the works. Not just that, but being the last KCBS competition in Australia for the year made it the most important of the year. The Australian Team of the Year award was going to be decided at this very comp, which drew teams all the way from Sydney and Melbourne, desperate to snag the top spot. Before we get into it, I'd like to let you know about our awesome new shop on the website. We've got our incredible Smoking Hot Confessions tumblers for keeping your cold drinks cold and your hot drinks hot, and also two amazing ebooks, 27 Lessons Learned from Competition Barbecue and The Bacon Manifesto. We're working on a new line of merch coming soon, so keep an eye out for that too. I'd also like to invite you to join us at the Smoking Hot Confessions community on Facebook. If you're looking for a group full of open-minded people who just love to help each other out, the Smoking Hot Confessions community is a great place to continue the conversation. Finally, however you listen to this episode, please subscribe, rate and review the show. It really helps me spread that barbecue love. So without further ado, grab yourself a wide-brimmed hat, some broad-spectrum sunscreen, and join me at the fantastic, community-focused Smoking in the Valley 2019. This is the internationally awarded Smoking Hot Confessions podcast with your host, Ben Arnott. How long has it been since your last confession? Hey folks, Ben from Smoking Hot Confessions here. We're at day one of Smoking in the Valley over in Perth in Western Australia. And I'm not the only one that's flown over for this festival. I got Lance here from Big Boy Barbecue. Mate, you've come all the way from Melbourne. I certainly have, Ben. How you doing? Mate, I am fantastic. So I know what's brought me here. What's brought you here? Well, the love of barbecue and uh, the challenge of the team of the year for KCBS. Now, it's quite interesting at the moment, Team of the Year for KCBS, so I understand it's quite close. Yes, it's come down to the last contest of the year. Um, one point behind the leader, we led for the majority of the year, was taken out by Smoke and Daggers on the last competition in Queensland, and King and his Q Paul is behind me, so it's all come down to the last competition of the year. Right, so yeah, he's, he's flying over as well. I'm going to line him up a bit later on. Yeah, so he's the man to watch. Yeah, he is, yeah, yeah. So you've, uh, you've come over, are you cooking on smokers that are different or the same as what you usually cook on back in Melbourne? Well, it was a very last minute decision. I only decided two days ago to come. Oh, really? So uh, I've borrowed, beg borrowed and stole uh, equipment. Very lucky <laughs> that my friend uh, Jason Meldrum from Molly's Smokehouse wasn't cooking this weekend and he's pretty much been very generous and offered me all of his gear. So um, I'm cooking on all new equipment, stuff um, I've never used before. It's a total fire ban today, so I can't even do a test run. Um, we'll wait and see, and we'll see how we go first thing in the morning. Hopefully everything's going to work. 
Well, I'm surprised if you borrowed uh, Molly's gear, you haven't got that big blue offset trailer that he's got. Well, it's nice when you've got somebody who can actually stick feed it for you. When you're one man competing <laughs> solo, it's a little bit more of a challenge that way. Yeah, right, yeah. So you, you've got a couple of pellets here. Yeah. Are you, do you cook on pellets back in Melbourne? Yeah, I've cooked on pellets before. My, my normal uh, kit, my travelling kit is a pellet smoker, uh, FEC 100. Uh, this is an LG 900 Louisiana and the Yoda 640, which are all very good pits. Uh, that all, uh, I mean, all the all the pellet smokers do what they need to do, but um, it's still new equipment, so we'll give it a whirl and see how it behaves. Yeah, and it's going to be very interesting because, as you said, there is a total fire ban right now. It's actually I'm I'm filming with Lance because he's got the only patch of shade here at, at this time of the afternoon. It's 41 degrees. It's got a th there's a 30 degree wind. You can't even light a cigarette unless you've got a friend standing next to you with a fire extinguisher. So, mate, if you can't light fires till midnight, is that going to change your cook strategy for the weekend? Pretty much not. What I do is I normally cook hot and fast, purely because I need my beauty sleep. So I'm starting up in the morning anyway. Uh, I'm a bit older, so I need a good shower and I need a bed the night before just to make sure I can get all the way through the, the comp and stay focused. I hear that, mate. So how hot is hot and fast? Well, until it's ready. <laughs> pretty much you know it's a window you know anywhere from you know 295 to 3 whatever just I don't really I'm not really a stickler for exact temperatures so long as the pit's doing what it needs to and the meat's doing what it needs to if it's not doing what it needs to we go up if it's moving a bit fast we take it down um, I, I don't run a million probes I just like to watch the meat and actually let the cookers do their things they're new cookers so we'll just have to wait and see how they go yeah, it's going to be interesting. Now, I understand you've actually started a new venture over in Melbourne as well. Yes, yeah, so we opened a new venture called Southern Grace Diner by Big Boy Barbecue. Southern Grace Diner is a Nashville-style meat and three concept. It's barbecue and three, so all the meats that we do are barbecue. It's cooked overnight, served, and then run out. But it's, it's a big focus also then in on the sides that go with the meats, as opposed to that big heavy dude food, you know, big buns, fried pucks of mac and cheese, all that kind of stuff. So it's a focus back in on quality rather than quantity. Uh, quality meets quality sides to go with that. And I think it fits better the way people are eating these days. Yeah, there's been a bit of a bit of a shift in the in the food scene away from that sort of that man versus food mentality to uh, to more of a you know a, a uh, holistic sort of approach to eating. Yeah, I think a lot of people are getting off the carbs and off the gluten and all that kind of stuff, which is fine. But for me, it's a, a more of a focus in on a quality product. So like the vegetables are all prepared for that weekend. Uh, we run out because we do everything from scratch and once it's gone, it's gone. So it's a focus in on real quality, real artisanal style and it's something new for Australia, the meat in three. So it's big focus. We might have 15 different sides to go with five or six different kinds of meat and every week. So they change all the time. Mate, sounds like you're under a winner there. Hopefully. So one last question before I let you go. If you take out uh, KCBS Team of the Year, what does that mean for you? I'll be back next year doing it again. If I don't take our KCBS, I'll be back doing it again next year. I love barbecue. Very lucky to be where I am at the moment. I mean, hard work to get there. We've competed in a lot of comps this year. Um, odds were in our favour this year. The barbecue gods were smiling. Hopefully they keep watching me. I hope so too, mate. Best of luck with Thank it. Thank you very much. Much appreciated. G'day folks, Ben from Smoking Hot Confessions here. With me right now I've got Bushy from Smoking Bush Barbecue. Mate, is it hot enough for you? Nice. Yeah, a bit warm today. Breeze is alright, but so yeah, I'm from up north, so I'm used to the heat. Oh right, yeah. Yep. See, I'm 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 from the Gold Coast. This is very different yep. heat for me. Yeah, no, you wouldn't be liking it today then. 
it's a, it's a bit rough. This is one of the rare five-minute windows I can step into the direct sun. <laughs> then I've got to go hide back in the shade again. Yeah, right, eh? yeah. So I, th- yep. I thought I'd come and talk to you because you've got a bit of a reputation as uh, having a great story about a recent trip to the US. Yeah, so um, it's about two years ago. Myself and my other half, we uh, quit work, sold everything we owned, basically. Cars, bikes, all my toys, everything not, else. Not all the toys. The toys weren't, yeah, they oh, had to go. Oh, no. Yeah. So um, we sold up and uh, just jumped on a plane and, and flew to America and brought a car in Canada. And then we spent six months just driving around America, mainly um, down south, of course, Texas was our... Uh, our aim to get there and try out all the barbecue down there but yeah so we done that we went all the way down the west coast across the bottom and all the way up the east coast so in six months lived out the back of a um probably the same as a kia oh right huh? yeah carnival over there it's called a dodge caravan oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. so we ripped all the back seats out put a mattress and that's how we lived for six months um drove around trying barbecue and everything like that got a bit of a passion for it over there come back started here on uh, a gas barbecue with a little smoker box a couple of wood chips in there trying to get a smoke flavor out of a gas barbecue which I don't recommend <laughs> but um, yeah so we, we tried that and then uh, we got the green egg and that kind of kicked us off and then um, I custom built our offset so it's all customized that one and um, I thought bugger it I'll give a comp a go so this is our second comp now and yeah, hopefully getting the scene a bit heavier next year and, and really have a crack at it. So Sounds like a like you're living the dream, mate. So the yeah. the first question that, that I want to ask is why? Like what, what prompted you to go and become a barbecue groupie for six months? I don't know, you just you, you live life, right? And and a lot of people leave the world and everything like that and you only got one chance at it the way I see it. And you gotta make the most of that one chance. So I was I was born and bred up north and I didn't do much travelling or nothing like that. I thought I don't want to go into a box without seeing the world, so that was us. We just sold everything and just bit the bullet and done it. Everyone thought we were mad because <laughs> like, obviously we had nothing to come home to. We had, you know, um, no car, no house, no furniture, nothing to come home to. So we had to rebuild when we got home, but we've done all right. So and we got a passion for this and, and got into this. And as you can see, it's great. The, the, the people are great. The, the scene's great and everything like that. And if you pick up a trophy, and in the meantime, you're kicking goals. That's even better, yeah, yeah. yeah. So what's the what's the goal here? Are you looking to open a barbecue joint? Are you just looking to have a bit of fun? No, it's just a hobby that's got out of control. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's the same as all yeah. of us then? <laughs> as you can see by our, our motto, all the gear and idea. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. we've just, it, at the moment, it's just a hobby. I've got no intentions of opening a shop or getting into that scene. So be it, if it happens down the track, it happens, but at this stage, no. So we're sponsored by a couple of people, as you probably see on the banners, and they help us out. If they didn't, we wouldn't be able to compete. But, um, yeah, so we've got them backing us a little bit, but it's still still a bit costly for us, and it's just, like I said, a, a habit that has got out of control. The lucky little missus lets me do it, so that's a bonus. She enjoys it as well, so, yeah, that's... That's all that happened with us. It just, just blew out. I, I started something I couldn't stop. Like I, I pumped too much into That's it. That's a common story when yeah. it comes to barbecue. Yeah, I, I punched too much into it and I thought, I can't back out now. I've got to go for it. 
So this is why we're here, we're, we're going for it. And a lot of top teams here, hopefully I can give someone a bit of a run. You know, if we, we upset a couple of people, that's good for us. And well, so, not. so what was the biggest thing that you learned about barbecue on that road trip? Um, mainly all your flavours, different flavours and all that that you get in different, different areas of America. They um, barbecue a lot different in, in different sort of states. Um, the flavours, yeah, are a huge one over there. Um, we come across a couple like huge, like in America, they're, they're top 50 and all that sort of stuff. And just trying their stuff is is unbelievable how how good they get their briskets and all that. I was just trying to replicate that back home, but yeah, it's just. Um, yeah, same kind of thing. The people there were friendly and all that. You know, they come out and chat to you. We, we met Tyler from Tyler's Barbecue in Amarillo. Oh, cool. He came out and sat with us because obviously we we're from Australia and we we're doing a tour over there and everything like that. So he actually took time out to come and sit with us and we met him and all that went to Franklin's, but the line was too long, so we, <laughs> we barleys on that one. But um, met, when you get over there and, and you get out into the, to the back streets of America, I like to call it, and you find these little gems that are just hidden. There's a couple like North Houston and that. Didn't even know they were barbecue joints. You see a little sign and you walk into them and, and the food in there. And just the way they do it and everything like that is unique, you know. It's, you don't get that. And it was great, yeah. Just got a real passion for it while I was over there and that was it. Trying to bring it home and trying to replicate it here. See how it go. Well, mate, it sounds like you're absolutely living the dream. Yep. Best of luck in, no this, uh, in, in this weekend's competition. Yep, thank you. Thank you. I'll give it a go. Hey, folks, Ben from Smoking Hot Confessions here. It's day one at Smoking in the Valley over in Perth, and the sun has finally died down <laughs> enough that my, that my uh, video camera is going to work again. Al from uh, Grilla Warfare Barbecue, man, how are you feeling? Very good, mate, very good. You yeah, didn't, uh, <laughs> I, I was just going to ask, you didn't uh, sort of fade out in the heat today? No, uh, we set up and then went home, <laughs> sat in the aircon, then. Oh, that's where you've been out. all day. Yeah, that's it, mate. Yeah, that's why the site's a bit of a tatter at the moment. But. <laughs> oh, it's all good, man. It's all good. So tell us about uh, about what 2019 has been like for you, given that this is the last competition of the year. Yeah, look, it's been... Uh, it's, it's not a, not our greatest year, I would, I would say. But, um, you know, you can't, you know, can't expect to sort of win them all and all that sort of thing. So we just keep turning up, keep doing what we're doing, and, yeah, we, we sort of average out you know, fairly well, so... Yeah. So how many comps is it for you this year? Well, you got me on the spot there. Um, I'd say, I think it's about four, four or five, I think. Four, okay, so four, pretty yeah. decent number there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, very so. good, very good. And I can't help but notice that, you, that you're wearing a mafia hat. There's, yeah, some, the boys, uh, there's yeah. some Queensland boys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, love their products, so uh, we, we rep them where we can. Yeah, fair Probably enough. My favourite hat going, barbecue hat going around at the moment. So. I think there are a lot of people's <laughs> favourite barbecue hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So tell me about what you're cooking on. Uh, so we uh, we cook on hot chili smokers made here in um, in Perth in WA. Um, so that, those guys do um, yeah um, mainly reverse flow offsets, but they do um, drums and cabinets and, and custom made smokers. So a lot of the guys around here are using using their um, their product, but yeah they sponsor us. So we rep their rep their gear here. Yeah. Right. So you got what a couple of drums and the and the reverse yeah, flow. Yeah. Today we've there. just got the the drum and the um, reverse flow um, at the back that we're going to cook on today. Um, and that'll that'll do us for the comp. But yeah, yeah. Sometimes we run a cabinet, um, depending on how much we how much we feel like cooking. Yeah. <laughs> what, the, what the weather's going to be like. Yeah, I hear that. Yeah, yeah. 
Now, I can't help but notice that you're one of only two uh, offset uh, smokers this weekend. Yeah, I didn't, didn't realise that. How is the, but, uh, uh, yeah, there's, yeah, there's, there's a bit of a, there, bit of a sway. There's you here and there's just one down there. Yeah, yeah. How does the total fire ban, how is that going to affect your, your cook? Oh, well, look, if, if the total fire ban kicks in, then that's it. We, we can't cook, but, you know, neither can anyone here else, so uh, that's the way it is. I'm only asking because the, the drums and the pellets, you can sort of fire them up to sort of 350 and do, and do a hot and fast. But if yeah. you... Oh, look, I, I, can get, I can get that reverse flow up pretty quick. So, you know, if there is a bit of a window, then, you know, we'll, we'll crank it and get it going. But, you know, we'll sit and go, see how it plays out. The weather's sort of hoping to cool down. You know, it's got to cool down quite quickly yeah, yeah. tonight. So, um, you know, fingers crossed it, it, it clears, but, you know you got safety first and all that sort of stuff. So. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. But my, my question more was, um, if you can't light the fire legally until midnight, mm. how's that going to affect your cook? Like, was your plan to light the fire at 10 oh, or yeah, 9? Generally, or? Yeah, generally we light, um, yeah, look, around 11 o'clock just to get things humming. But, um, look, if it, if it means we have to wait till midnight, then so be it. We'll just fire up and Fair cook enough. a little if bit Fair enough, if it's hotter, only an hour, it's not going to make that yeah, difference anyway. Yeah. No, that's right. We'll just cook a bit hotter and a bit quicker and... Yeah, happens, happens. Sounds that. good, sounds good. <laughs> now, there's a breakfast competition happening tomorrow morning. Brekkie. What are you guys doing for brekkie? Come on, is it going to be uh, kept a secret? No, probably not. <laughs> well, I, 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 I was asked to judge. Right. I, I was asked to judge, but I had to, it in? I'd, I had to disqualify myself because I know a lot of people okay. are going to make cheese dishes yeah, and okay. I'm allergic to cheese. So uh, there you go. You can yeah, tell me. We'll, have, we'll probably have cheese in ours. But yeah. it'll, be, uh, it'll be a... A Rick special will be. He's not here at the minute, but it'll be a um, potato jam waffle, oh, wow. toasted sandwich. So we'll probably. Uh, I think we're putting um, uh, cheese, avocado, and bacon in it, oh, or something along that that combination. Yeah, in a, in a potato jam waffle toasted sandwich. So. And then deep fried, covered in powdered sugar, and ha- and, and call it. No, the it'll Monty. be it'll be a savoury. The, it'll be savoury, so. The Monte Cristo potato <laughs> jam breakfast sandwich. Dump, in, dump it in chocolate. No, it'll be a savoury. <laughs> yeah. Savory one, so. Oh, very cool. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, best of luck with it, mate. No worries, thanks, buddy. Thank you for your time, and yeah, I'll uh, and I'll see you again tomorrow. No worries, thanks, buddy. <laughs> hey, folks, Ben from Smoking Hot Confessions here. It's the evening time now on day one of the uh, Smoking in the Valley barbecue competition, and right now I've got Glenn and Jules from Jagged Wood Fired. Folks, how are you feeling after this hot, hot day? Oh, it's been a little bit exhausting, but, yeah, it's uh, time has sort of been just sitting around and waiting for the weather to... The sun to go. That's it. Mm. So we can get into it finally. Yeah. <laughs> so we can actually come outside and actually do yeah, something. That's yeah. right, without exactly. being turned into barbecue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this is the final KCBS competition of the year. Mm-hmm. How many comps have you guys done? Oh, gosh. Uh, probably uh, four or four. five this year. Four for the year, I think. Four isn't for it? the year? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and I'm pretty sure that I saw you in the top 20 on the on the list of teams. We are, so, number 15, yeah. Number 15, so 15 out of four comps, that's pretty good. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, We're that's pretty happy right. with that. And there's a few teams here I think we need to sort out this comp. <laughs> <laughs> I see, so after midnight you're going to be running around and like fiddling with people's air vents and things like that? Oh, there's never any shenanigans at barbecue, that's for sure. No, no never, no. no, no, completely shenanigan <laughs> Nothing free. Nothing reportable Absolutely. anyway. <laughs> yeah. Now, w- one thing I've noticed, when I was here uh, last year, you just brought out the big orange one, so you just expanded your range from mm-hmm. one to two. Now I'm here today, you got four, so tell me about what's the growth that's been happening for you in the last 12 months. Um, pretty much just through public interest, 
um, and trying to get products on the market that are both user-friendly and strong and reliable for our clients um, and just taking it to that next step. So as opposed to a, a cheaper version, I guess, um, and then just pushing along on that, on that trend and then trying to provide a product that is pretty universal can be a bit of a challenge. So now we've got a few different ones that do most jobs. Mm. So. so tell me about the, the uh, Argentinian grill first. Um, the Argen- that's, that's a good story that one mm. of the competitors here mm. actually got us onto. Craig from Craig DBQ. Craig from DBQ. Um, mm. Came up to our place, said, I want a grill. It's got to do a few different things. Um, said about how we were going to build it and he came and stayed and we put one together over a weekend. Oh, uh, nice, a sleepover. A sleepover, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, it got to the stage of making the winder and I couldn't find anything, we didn't have anything and I had a few old saw blades in the shed and hence we now have the saw blade pattern on the grill. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, most of our builds are generally through the barbecue community that are wanting something and we're more than happy to try and mm. make what they want, what they require, which yeah. usually follows on to a product that uh, everybody can use. Mm. Yeah, and I do understand that you do actually do quite a lot of uh, custom work in, in restaurants and shops and all that mm. sort of stuff as well. Absolutely. Whatever they need, just come and see us with a pencil drawing and we'll nut it out and mm. go from there. I think, And I think that's how the, the line of the Jaggeds have grown, through just people wanting something specific for themselves, like as Craig you know, came and wanted a grill. So then that just, that was another line that, that, that came up. And, um, and and now I guess with the cabinets, especially the baby, um, it's, it's the set and forget and walk away that people are looking for. But we've always been the natural woods, the natural coals and all those sorts of things. So that's where the, um, the cabinet smokers have come in. Yeah. Now, something you just said just sort of struck me as as interesting. There, so people are looking for the for the set and forget for the walk away. Mm. I'm noticing that there's a huge trend at the moment for to, to move away from uh, offsets into drums and mm. uh, and, and pellets. Yeah. And in fact, walking around this competition here, I've only actually seen two offset smokers here. Yeah, yeah. right. So, where does your your cabinet sort of play against like a a, a drum or a pellet? Um, against. Well, we sh- you should be able to get the same. Um, uh, I've forgotten the word now. Um, it's I've lost it. <laughs> it's been a very, very long, long, long day. day yeah. um, basically, with the cab- gravity cabinet smoker, you get that option of being able to set and forget them, walk away um, up to fourteen hours or more, um, at least eleven hours with the small one. And as opposed to a pellet, uh, we don't need power to run it. It, you light it, it looks after itself. Um, you set your airflow, you can run it with a, several devices, with a fan if you wanted to. Um, but you just have that option, it's still natural wood. You can still, it's all charcoal based, so if you want to use a different flavour, you use a different flavoured wood. Um, so you can still use your apple, your cherry, um, or your jam wood um, to get your flavour that you still like when you're cooking, but you've got that total natural burn with charcoal as opposed to what some may say is not natural in a pellet grill. I think and, that, and fully insulated too. Mm. And fully insulated, mm. yeah. I think the difference between your offsets, which need a little bit more babying, so to speak, and, and more attention, the cabinets don't. 
you can basically fill the chute with your charcoal, add your wood to the to the ash and box, and then you know, as I said, walk away. Whereas, I mean, we all love it. We love our fires too, but there are times when we just need to cook, and um, yeah. The, the results, I believe, are still the same, obviously, um, but just makes it a lot easier. And, and the, the um, cabinets are becoming a lot more popular in the restaurants and stuff like that. I was about to say, yeah. are you finding that they're really popular with caterers and restaurants yeah. because yeah. they can set that and mm. then set about doing other, uh, other tasks right. around That's the exactly restaurant? Right. Yeah. Especially, with, like especially with the catering side, the guys that need to cook overnight for the next day, um, they can either be using it during the day and then again overnight and just, you know, they can go and have their six hours sleep, come back to it and, and it's ready to go basically. Yeah, Caveman Barbecue here, he has one of our cabinets and is going on into his second um, and he just marvels at the fact that he runs it 24, five days a week, 24 hours a day and all he needs to do is top it up with three kilos every day. Wow. And that keeps him going every day, which is fantastic. That's that a great is feedback. Yeah. 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 So he, you know, it's 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 a great unit. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, look, mm. best of luck in the competition. Thank you. And uh, and I hope you can bump a few of these other teams off and Absolutely. maybe sneak into the top <laughs> yeah, 10, ten tomorrow. That's ten would be good. Ten would be good. Top 10 would be good. <laughs> All right. Sure. Best of luck with it. Thanks Thank so you. much. Hey, this is Stan Hayes with Operation Barbecue Relief, and you're listening to Smoking Hot Confessions. Hey, folks, Ben from Smoking Hot Confessions here, and someone who's also travelled a long way to be here is Paul from the King and His Q. Mate, welcome to Perth. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Ben. Much appreciated. Glad to be here. Now, you're based in Sydney. What what draws you over here to Perth? Um, basically, uh, once it's a KCBS competition plus um, Team of the Year points. Yeah, now I understand you're right at the pointy end there now, aren't you? Uh, that we are. We've competed four times this year. Oh, sorry, three times this year. This is our fourth competition and we're very close to the top. Um, you know, obviously want to take out the big one. You know, we want team of the year. So it was like, yep, make a few phone calls, come across the pond after t- Tuesday at Turf Wars and yeah, here we are. Wait a minute. So you're based in Sydney. Yes. On Wednesday you're at Turf Wars uh, in. Tues- oh, sorry, sorry. Tuesday. Tuesday, we're at Turf Tuesday Wars. you're at Turf Wars in Melbourne. Yep. And then Friday you arrived here in uh, in Perth. That's correct. Yes. Wow. And yep. I and, and I know that you've been up to Brisbane as well for the barbecue and beer roadshow. Yeah, that was back in um, June, I think. June, June. Yeah, that was that was June. We took our GC at uh, Redlands and then um, RGC at Burley. So if this, oh, okay, so Burley was KCBS as well. Yes. Right, so you haven't actually done a KCBS in your home state? No, we haven't, because uh, unfortunately there isn't any there at the moment. So hopefully next year we might get one there in in home state. Interesting, interesting. So travelling all the way across the other side of your country, (laughs) how how does that affect your cook? Um, Like, are you you cooking on similar cookers to what you usually use? Yeah, look, we're cooking on, on drums. They're not actually gateway drums, which is what I normally use, but they are a drum smoker. Um, also cooking on uh, a pellet cooker and a, and, a, and a Weber kettle just to make up the four cookers. So it takes a bit of consideration and, and it does come down to the understanding of barbecue and how different cookers cook, but doing it for the last few years, you've got an understanding of what, how everything works and as long as they cook at that right temperature, everything's happy. But you know, we source meat from over here. Uh, we also we source charcoals and I brought all my rubs and sauces with me, what, what I normally use as well. So, 
Nah, it makes things interesting, but fun at the same time. Puts out a challenge to you as well as, you know, competing. Absolutely, yeah. And I understand there's a bit of a bit of an ultra-competitive edge here for you this weekend as well. Someone else has come across. Yeah. Just to put the pressure on. Yeah, no, no, I'm happy to see Lance here and just, you know, or Big Boy Barbecue, depending on how, how you know Lance, but I'm happy to see him here and it just makes the competition way more fun and, you know, it's good to have somebody here at the top end as well, as well as there's a couple of Perth teams that are chasing it too and, you know, all the best to who pulls it off. That'd be great. I think there's only about 10 points separating the first four or five teams, isn't there? Yeah, no, there's not much. It's very tight, very, very in there. It's, and it's literally going to come down to this weekend. Yeah, this weekend is going to decide team of the year, which is awesome. And if it ends up next year the same thing, damn, I'll be here again next very year Very cool, well. very cool. Uh, looking forward to it. Yeah. So with the total fire ban today and not being able to light fires till midnight, I'm guessing that given that you cook on drums and pellets, it's not going to bother you at all. That's correct. Look, we don't light a fire until about 5, 5.30 this morning, or Sunday morning. So as for a total fire ban, that doesn't bother us at all. Um, my understanding of a total fire ban also includes that you can use pellet cookers, but it also depends on the state as well. So the laws might be different over here in WA as what they are in Sydney, basically because they're an enclosed um, unit, so they're not the same. They don't classify them as the same. Drums, yeah, they do spit, you know, the odd the odd flare up, but they're also an enclosed cooker as well. So technically, you could, depending on your council laws, you could cook on a drummer as well yeah uh, sure you know, sure you got to check with your local council obviously in your departments yeah so make sure you're doing the right thing yeah um so just one thing that just popped in my mind yep this is your you said fourth kcbs yep for fourth, the year fourth australian competition yep. yes have you um hang on that that's interesting fourth australian competition where, yes where else have you been uh, i was in the u.s in may I competed in uh, Norco, which is the Norco Brew and Q. Oh, cool. Uh, which is affiliated with the Brew and Q here in Australia. Um, we went over as, my wife and I went over as a bit of a holiday and a, we did a barbecue comp while we were there. Uh, we were su- successful enough to pull off um, ninth out of 49 teams, so. Wow, pretty, very cool. Pretty happy about that, yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. Very, very stoked, yeah. Okay, well, the question I was going to ask was, have you GC'd at a, at a, comp, at, at a KCBS comp? Uh, we have GC'd. We GC'd at Redlands in Brisbane, yep. um, which we had a GC there. And like I said before, the RGC'd at um, Burley. So which, will you be which, going to the Royal next year then? We are. Hang on. No, we're chasing a GC now to go to the Royal next year. Oh, okay. Because uh, that finished at the, um, the end of June, I think it was, that, that application form for the, the Royal. Oh, okay. So that was in the last, first half of the year. So this half of the year we're chasing the... The, the American Royal. So the GC that you got in in Brisbane. Yes. Was that too close to the end of the period to yeah. count for? We, we, we could have we could have went in September, uh, oh, but because okay. we'd been in May, we spoke about it. We said, look, you know, we'll gotcha, gotcha. We'll, we've been to the US once this year. Let's yeah, you know, leave yeah. it at that, and then we'll chase. We'll go, go aim for aim for a GC well, for the next American Royal in September. Mate, best of luck for this competition no, this weekend. Thank you. Thanks, Ben. Thanks for being part of the show. Oh, pleasure. Love barbecue. 
Hey folks, it's Ben from Smoking Hot Confessions here. It's day two at Smoking in the Valley here in Perth. It's a lot cooler today, it's a lot nicer, and with me right now I've got Stefan from Smoking Community Barbecue Competitions. Mate, how are you? Excellent, thank you very much. I misspoke before, didn't I? I just yes. realised smoking, smoking charity, charity barbecue competitions. Sorry, smoking yeah, I know charity. it's a mouthful, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me about the organisation. So we've been running um, charity barbecue competitions in Perth for oh, eight years now. So we were one of the first to do sort of the low and slow barbecue. When I started, there was no sort of ability to be sanctioned. So we were doing our own sanctioning under uh, a thing called Smokin'. Um, but the whole idea of it is to create this, tap into this um, massive passion for barbecue, the, the community, you know, the love of barbecue and then take it a step further and really start to do something with charity. So I'm a director of Mondo Community Warriors and we raise money using food, food related events. Um, every dollar donated goes to the charities we support. Lifeline WA would be one of the bigger charities we look with, work with, but we also work with 30 small grassroots charities. And so we were working um, through different things that we could do. I fell and I, I, I became Tongmaster, sorry, uh, 2011 I, I won WA Tongmaster, got sent to the US to compete wow. as part of an Australian team, reigning champion in WA because <laughs> they've never run it again. <laughs> so I'm still Tongmaster of WA, um, came back with a love of barbecue, wanted to do something. Uh, the other director, Vince Gareffa from Mondo Butchers, was already doing a butcher's picnic so we started to do this little smoking competition. We started with uh, five, six teams the first time. Three of them were sort of my teams. Um, and then the next competition, that was a, just a day one. The next competition was an overnight. We had 12, then we went 15. And then, you know, we've gone up to 20, 30 teams. Um, and the competition's been running two or three events every year um, and raising good money for our, for our charities. Yeah, the growth has been really impressive and continuous and for a good cause. So that's just fantastic work. Yeah, we've worked hard at sort of building the community. So it wasn't just about a charity event. It was also my passion around smoking and barbecue. And so I can sort of like hand on heart say that a lot of the barbecue teams that have come out of WA have started through the smoking community. Um, and we've worked very, very hard with some of the other big names in the community, you know, David Ong, uh, Gus Gallagher, um, Jason Linto, etc working together to actually create this community and bring uh, KCBS, that was a big thing for me, um, worked tirelessly with, uh, with Garth and a few other people to bring our first KCBS sanctioned event um, so that I don't have to worry about that judging piece, which is fantastic, and now I can actually sit back and relax a little bit. I'm, I'm assuming you mean that a bit sarcastically because I, I don't think I've ever seen you sitting back relaxed at, at, at a comp. Yeah, no, it's, um, it's getting better and better and I, I, I just love it. I mean, we've got really good teams and the teams um, just work together. You know, today, I've got to say, we had the Total Fire Band yesterday. Um, the teams were all cool about it. Uh, midnight last night, we, we kicked off. Everybody started their barbecues. We had one of the quietest nights in the quiet time that I've ever heard. We've got teams over from the from the state uh, from east east coast saying that my god it was a nice quiet night everybody had a relaxed time we had a beautiful feed last night just creating that thing i cooked them breakfast in the morning and now they're um, really into it and you can feel the tension now mount can't you it is rising yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now we did just have the breakfast hand-ins tell us what you saw there oh my god the breakfast hand-ins i love doing these special categories and a bit of fun etc and the innovation that i see from these barbecue um, teams was just amazing we had um, you know, keto uh, breakfast. We had these amazing pa pastries, and the pastry was actually, you know, 
crisp and, and crackling and it was still warm inside. We had a beautiful fish bowl full of smoke and you opened it up and you got the drama. Um, these guys just, you know, little quail eggs done to 65 degrees, all done on the wood. Wooden wow. Chocolate. It's fantastic. Beautiful stuff, mate. Well, look, I'm, I'm going to let you go because there's a couple of people sort of waiting behind the camera here to, uh, to talk to you. And uh, thanks very much for your time and thanks for all the work you do supporting Lifeline and the other charities in Western Australia. No, thank you. And thank you, Ben, for coming out. And uh, I know this is the second smoking event and it's fantastic to have you here and supporting us as well. Thank you. Hey folks, Ben from Smoking Hot Confessions here. With me right now, I've got Stephen from Ribs and Pigs Barbecue, who's going to tell us a couple of things about brisket. First of all, though, mate, how are you enjoying the weekend? Awesome. That's great. Like, Stephen always puts on great events, so it's uh, yesterday was a bit hot. We struggled with 40 degrees, and today we're looking like rain, so it is what it is, I guess. Well, the, the older driver who was taking me back to the caravan park last night told me it was actually 44, so... Oh, Jesus. It, 44. Nice. Yeah. No wonder we were cooking. Yeah. Well, I was uh, I was looking at different people's smokers, and with the black smokers sitting in the sun, the smokers were at 150 Fahrenheit just sitting in the sun. So oh, wow, that's hot. Yeah. Yeah. You're just cooking them like that. Could have could have cold smoked some bacon or some cheese or. Beautiful. Yeah. Nice. Especially at 44 degrees. Wow. I didn't realise it got that hot. No. No. Now the last time I saw you was in Brisbane. You you travelled over for the barbecue and beer roadshow. What, yes. What brought that about? Uh, team of the year for KCBS. We were, before we went over to there, I think we were sitting third. Um, so we're chasing a few more points and not knowing how many more comps we're going to have over here in Perth. So went over there, chased a few points and um, it did pay off a little bit, but not, not as much as we wanted to. But it's all good. Come down the last comp this year, uh, today. So I think we need, we need a GC and we needed 20 teams to be here to come equal second. But we're a team short. So we'll probably end up, if, if we win GC, we'll end up third overall. Mate, that's still a, still a nice way to end the year. Oh, it's a great way to end the year. Awesome, yeah. Yeah. Can't yeah. complain, especially when it's like we've done, this will be our sixth comp this year. Right, six. Yeah. That's yep. pretty good. Yeah, so. Yeah, six comps. We've done five here, one in Brisbane, or have we done, have we done two over east this year or not? Sorry? Have we done two comps over east this year? Just one. This Just year. one? Okay. So, yeah, so six comps are done. Yeah, right, I see. Now, the other thing that sort of jumps out at me when I come around to your site is this is very different to when I last saw it. Tell it me is. what's happened here. It is. Um, we've taken out one less variable, to be honest with you. If if you're going to be cooking all the time and you need to win, you need to be consistent with everything. All right, so we found that with the pallet grills, you set them at 250, 275, and that's what they sit at. And we know that our wrist is going to take six hours. Our pork shoulders are going to take us eight hours plus two hours of rest, stuff like that. So we've dialed them in quite well now. But in saying that, when we did have the offset on there, we were running big temp swings. We were doing 275, 375, sleeping for an hour and a half, putting another bit of wood on. So but it was just a variable that we really wanted to take out of the game. Okay, interesting. So the, the end result is increased consistency and better sleep so you're fresher and more alert on hand in time. That's the plan, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't always seem to work like that, though. But <laughs> <laughs> well, there, there may be uh, other outside influences yeah, involved. Yeah, we won't say what's involved there, but no, it is. <laughs> it's, it's more drinking time it's given us now, basically. Ah, see, now that's what it's all about. <laughs> nah, it's good. But no, we, we do, we sleep, and you do feel a lot more refreshed in the morning with them, too, to be honest. It's good. 
I'm, I'm guessing it probably helps too with a bit of the fly-in, fly-out barbecue comp things that you're doing with uh, over in Brisbane because yep. you can grab one of them yep. and you know exactly how it's going to perform. Yeah, exactly. So. Yep. Just plug them in, set it, and we're, we're good to go. So, yeah, very nice. When we're in Brisbane, we actually, the two the two pellets we got, they were brand new, straight out of the box. We just fired them up, built them up that, that afternoon, fired them up, and went for it. Oh, so wow. That's how good, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good. Nice and easy. Yeah, very cool. So obviously that's that's paying off, because the way I, I understand it, even though this comp isn't finished yet, you've got brisket team of the year locked in. Apparently, yeah, they're doing by the figures that we can't lose it. We're 100 points ahead of second place, so... 100 points 100 ahead? 100 points, yep. So we've had three firsts um, and a fourth or something in there, which really bumped up our points. But the three first, which was 750 plus your bonus points, is 818 points we're on. Oh, wow. So, yeah, it's pretty good. So have you got any, any tips that you can share with us? <laughs> yeah, no. Nah. Other than, we still other don't than know what we're doing. <laughs> we don't know what we're doing. Look, we're, again, it's one of those consistent things. We've, we're using Sherwagoo. Um, we were using Robins Island. We performed well then. We've moved across to Sherwagoo. Mm-hmm. Um, Ian from Melbourne Meats helped us out with that tremendously. Like, I went in the store and said, mate, I want this Sherwagoo stuff. Can you get it? As I, oh, yeah, he makes a phone call, rings me the next day, and he goes, I've ordered a pallet. A pallet? <laughs> a pallet of Sherwagoo, yeah. Wow. So, and that, that turned up seven days later on a truck, went in there. It wasn't just brisket, it was sirloins and all these other stuff that he's got. Um, yeah, mate, they're just amazing. They're so consistent. They're cooked in six hours. They're rich, they're beautiful. So we're putting it down to a bit of the Wagyu, the shirts as well. And again, just same rub. We use the same rub we've been using, same injections, and that's all it is. Consistency. Just fine-tuning, fine-tuning. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. But I, honestly, I do believe the biggest um, variable was the brisket. Once we went for the show, just blew it away. Look, Robin Island's good. They were good. But the shows, just, yeah, just unbelievable. Interesting, mate, interesting. Well, look, I'm, I'm going to let you go because your team's looking a bit antsy behind you there. There's obviously something going on that they want you to, 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 to go and address. So I'll say thanks very much for no your worries. time. Thanks, Ben. And thanks best for luck with the competition. Cheers, mate. Thanks. Hey folks, Ben from Smoking Hot Confessions here. It's day two at Smoking in the Valley. It's a lot cooler, it's a lot nicer. And with me right now, I've got the Caveman from Caveman Barbecue. Caveman, how are you? Good, man. How are you? You enjoying WA? I love it coming over here to WA, man. I've, uh, this is the second year in a row I've come over, and it's just fantastic. Yeah, man, they got some great comps over here. I love the smoking comps. The charity feel of them are great. Like, the commercial comps are good. We have a great time at them. The, the fellowship's all there. When you come out here and you know you're doing something for the community, that's why I really like to get involved with the smoking events particularly. Yeah, it's uh, it's a really good cause too, raising money for charity. That's uh, Lifeline is the is the benefactor of this uh, yep. of, of this event, um, which is just whoops. <laughs> so it's just fantastic to see that uh, to see that coming out. That's it. That's it. And yeah. the guys get amongst it to support it, like tips for treats. You know, everybody gets involved, puts out their fifty plus. You know, tips for treats. All that goes to charity. Us as a team, uh, the King Road Caveman, we're a collaboration. So myself, Caveman Barbecue, my restaurant, and then the King Road Brewery. They uh, we get together to compete, and also we have an agreement where if we do get a call up, we win any money, we donate it all right back to the charity. So. Oh wow! Yeah, that's awesome. I did that at Smoking in the City 2017, which was the last time I competed and we'll keep the tradition going so mate that's amazing well done yeah thanks so you've uh, you've got a restaurant in the city you were saying in Fremantle yeah I've got a little place in Fremantle like um, about oh I'd say 12-13 years ago I was in Louisiana and I went into a gas station to get some fuel and there was a guy who had a window gas station barbecue <laughs> that's what it was he had a window like literally like this big you know and he was serving pulled pork sandwiches 
And I saw that and I was like, Jesus, if I ever open my own place, I'd love to do something like that. So I get a little food court style barbecue place. Um, I do a lot of burgers as well, a lot of comfort food. Like I do a lot of fried chicken and stuff like that. It's all that Southern American comfort food that I really get into. I spent a lot of time in my, uh, my early career in Florida, Georgia, that kind of area. So uh, I took a lot of stuff out of there, and uh, I just love like the the interaction too, the direct to the customer interaction. Not being like way back in a kitchen and doing table service is really cool. So uh, my favorite part of it's just dealing with the punter that's buying my food. Like I don't do it because I I want to make money. It's it's great to feed the kids that way. But man, I love watching people eat my food. So I'm doing it all for me. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. I would love, love to get out, walk around the uh, the tables in the food court. Like, it's a food court. I will go and walk around the tables, walk up, people, how's your meal, you know? And people really get into that, you know what I mean? I've, I've, I've cultivated a really good following because people like that I'm into the enjoyment, you know what I mean? So. It's that personal contact. It is, mate. Look, I, I, I'm from a big family. You know, my mom was at home and she, you know, she cooked all of her meals. And that was like, that was how my mom kind of showed love to the family. And it's it's the same with me. Like, it's how I really connect with people. Like, I've been a chef for 20 years. And it's it's how I'm, the, the real way I can connect with people is, you know, feed them and, and see them enjoy my food. That's how I get it. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, right. And so you're you're obviously from Canada originally. I am. I am. You've spent you've just told me that you've spent a load of time in the States. I did. What brought you to Fremantle? Oh, like many a young man, I was bitten by the love bug. My wife is uh, is an Aussie girl. She's from Frio. And we met, uh, you know, 20 years ago, and, uh, you know, it eventually took us over here. So I was all over. I was working in Florida, and then I went to the Arctic. I was 286 miles inside the Arctic Circle running a... Oh, uh, my God. Yeah. I was running a hotel and restaurant up there. It was basically a fly-in camp for infrastructure. Um, and I was running this place up there, and um, my contract finished, and my wife was like, well, you know, do you want to go to Australia? And I was like, Shh. Yeah, that's why that's kind of why I got together with you in the first place. <laughs> she don't watch this, is she? I, I don't know. I don't know. Damn, she follows you. Shit, I'm in trouble. Well, my my, my wife is American, and so yeah. I know that it's easier for her to get uh, citizenship in Australia than it is for me to get citizenship over there at the moment. So yeah, well, I'm lucky. See, my wife's a professional. It's like she works as a nurse, and so yeah. she could she could multi uh, multi transfer around. And when I moved over, I was lucky to be young enough to get in under the. I came over originally on a working holiday. And then, you know, because we'd been together for so long and we had a kid, I just, like, scanned two copies of the kid and sent it into the immigration office, and away we went. Now, I'm going to tell you, i got a friend going through it right now. It ain't near that that easy anymore. Yeah, no, we did ours, I think, 16 years ago, something like that. Yeah, yeah, so. But I love Australia. Like, I had a, it was funny, I had a guy ask me here yesterday, you know, would you you go back to Canada? And I was like, yeah, I love going back to, I'd go back about every five years for three months, and we'll spend two months in the States and a month in Canada. We generally, one, five years, we'll go back in the summer, next time we'll go back to Christmas, right? And I love that, but you know, the, the just quality of life here and and the people, you know. And I'm gonna I'm gonna go out and say this: Australia and Canada, really similar people. Like we're all <laughs> laid back and stuff like that. So, so yeah, I love it here. But when I first moved here, mate, it was minus 54 the day I flew out, and it was plus 36 when I landed. That's rough. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I've got over it now. You know, it's been 15 years. <laughs> and I think I got over it yesterday in the heat here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was pretty savage. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I want to ask you a question about yeah. your smokers. I can see sure. you've got two two Traegers there. Yeah. What's the one in the middle? That's a Pit Boss. So they sell that at... No, I better look this way. That's a Pit Boss. They sell it at Bunnings. It's actually not mine. It's one of my uh, one of my crew. So my crew, i got a pretty eclectic bunch. So I've got Dan, the head chef at the King Road Brewery. Then I've got my apprentice from my restaurant. And he's getting into smoking and that's the his first smoker he bought so he wanted to bring it down and have a go with it and it's 
really cool little unit. It's got some great uh, temp control on it. It's real stable. Just as, as far as I'm concerned with this one use, it's just as stable as the Traeger. But it's also got a lower control. You could use that as a wood-fired warming cabinet if you wanted to. Oh, wow. And the pellet capacity on it, you can fit about 27 to 36 kilos of pellets in it. Oh, so that's a vertical pellet smoker. They're a vertical pellet smoker. Interesting. It is very interesting. Yeah, they sell them here at Bunnings. I don't know anywhere else that carries I think Pit Boss is a Bunnings brand. So we're not sponsored by Bunnings, though. But Bunnings, if you'd like to, get a hold of me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <So. laughs> yeah. That's it. Yeah. All right, well, look, man, thanks very much for your time. No problem. Thanks um, for I, coming out. I can see that your boys are over here, and they're uh, looking at your empty chair next to the, uh, to the parsley chopping box there so obviously you're supposed to be uh, over there doing that well you know th there's one of the qualities of a leader is good delegation yeah <laughs> <laughs> no thanks for coming out ben and thanks for coming out and shining a light on what we do here in wa mate it's great service that you do too anytime mate thanks no very much thanks bud cheers got a project you'd like to work on with the shc team shoot ben an email on ben at smokinghotconfessions.com and let's have a conversation. And there you have it, family, the 2019 Smoke It In The Valley Charity Barbecue Competition. The stakes were high and the competition did not disappoint. Massive congrats go out to Smoke and Steve's Barbecue for RGC and, of course, the King and His Q for Grand Champion. And just in case you missed the news, Paul's efforts this weekend did, in fact, secure the number one KCBS team in Australia for this year. Before I let you go, I want to remind you about the Smoking Hot Confessions community on Facebook. And if you have a minute, it'd really help me out if you could subscribe, rate and review the show. The ratings and reviews trigger the algorithms and make Apple distribute the podcast further and wider. So they are really important and very much appreciated. And that's the end of the show. Till next time, take care of each other and keep on queuing. Thanks for listening to the Smoking Hot Confessions podcast. Head on over to smokinghotconfessions.com for recipes, tips, and Ben's own confessions.